0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 13th of November 2016, entitled, The Orders of God, and the Bible reading is taken from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. His Brother Daniel Alexandru. The message is concerning some commandments, some orders, uh, our God and Savior has for us. We know about God that he is the creator. We know about God that he is God. That's what we uh, we learned uh, last week, actually two weeks ago, and this morning at uh, the Bible study. Who is God? God is God. The best uh, <laughs> definition. Uh, we actually don't know exactly uh God is, unless we, we read the Bible and we see what the Bible has to say about God, because in, in Genesis one 1.1, 1, when the Bible starts out, it says, uh, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. So when God introduced himself in the Bible, he said, I'm the one that created all the things that you see. He's the creator, but he's, uh, he's uh, the father of those um, who accepted Jesus Christ as their own personal savior. So God is God. God is uh, the creator. God is uh, our father. But at the same time, God is the king, the great king, the king of kings. God is The one that is above everyone and everything. And um, as God, as creator of this universe, has his rights to order, to give commands. Because he's uh, the uh, commander chief. And if we uh, look through the Bible, we see that God has some commandments for us. That is, we need to obey God. Sometimes, uh, as I mentioned last Wednesday, we we take God too lightly and we say, Oh, God is my friend and I can play football with him. Uh, he's just like my classmate because uh, Jesus says in, in uh, the Gospels that, uh, and we just heard the preacher this morning uh, reading that verse where Jesus says, I don't call you my servants anymore because... Uh, servants don't know what their master do, I call you my friends and we we get to the point where uh, we become too much of a friend with God that we don't obey his commandments because we think he's more a friend than a God but he's still God even if he calls us his friends and if, if he's still God we are his friends but we are His servants too, and we we need to obey Him. We need to listen to Him. And uh, there are, of course, consequences of our obedience or our disobedience. So if we obey, we uh, receive God's blessings. If we don't obey, we'll suffer the consequences. And um, I would like to look uh, at a few orders God has uh, For us here in the Bible, his Bible. And the first one that I want to start with is found in Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 15. And it says in there, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15: Study to show thyself approved unto God. God is not advising us. To study. God is giving us an order. Study. This is imperative. We need to study. Study what? His word. He left us with his scriptures. With his words. And we need to study. Yesterday, when we were there in the center passing out tracks, uh, some Muslim guy came to talk to us and Uh, I talked to him just, you know, a few words and he didn't want to talk to me. He wanted to talk to Antonio. I said, he's studying the word of God now. So, no, no, he can defend himself. I said, I know what you want to try to say. just I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to him. (laughs) We've had some other encounters there in the center. So he wanted to talk to somebody that was new or somebody that wasn't very prepared. Because the guy was very prepared in his faith, he knew what he was talking about. he knew some Bible verses, and he had the Greek and the Hebrew dictionary with him on his phone. so if you are not well rooted in the Word of God, yeah, you could have been you know uh, twisted or even. Uh, made to believe that the word of God is not what it says to be and start doubting. So God wants us to study under the communists when I was in Romania for 19 years under the communist government, there was a a motto they used uh, claiming that Christians live by these words, you need to believe. But don't search, don't study, just take everything as you are told. But on the contrary, the Bible says study. So anybody who opens the word of God knows that uh, what they claim to be of Christians was actually from them, of them. The Bible says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of God. Uh, Paul is talking to Timothy, uh, a man of God, a servant, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He says in verse 3, the same chapter, God is our commander chief. And when I was in the army, I served my country for a year, not too long, a year is good enough for me. After I wanted to leave, they asked me to stay for several more years to get a better pay there. I said, no, 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 I don't want to stay here. I did my my, uh, my duty to this country and I want to be out of this as soon as possible. And um, when I was in uh, in the Army, uh, we had ranked officers. We had higher. I was a sergeant in the Army. So I had some authority there, but even if I had privates under my authority, there were officers, other officers beyond, you know, on the upper rank. So I, I had to take their orders and I had to obey. And there was a law, if you don't obey your superior, then you go to jail. You You get to be judged by a martial court and other stuff like that. Here, on this earth... In an army, if somebody doesn't obey the order, has to pay the consequences. There is a certain order here in all the armies of this world. Likewise, in God's army, He's the general. And Paul says, Be a good soldier. If, if Timothy was a good soldier, who was the commander chief? Who was the general? It wasn't Paul for sure. It was God. Amen. So God has the right to give orders. And one of them is study the word of God. Why the word of God? Because if we look into our lives, we got saved because of the word of God. Somebody, faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. That's clear. Amen. We don't have to question this. The Bible says, it's amen. I heard the word of God preached. I accepted it into my heart. I believed. And I got saved. So the word of God brings about salvation. The same word of God helps me spiritually. I cannot grow spiritually without the word of God. The word of God helps me to defend my faith. Paul says you need to be ready to. To give an account of your hope, of your faith. If you don't know the word of God, how can you defend your faith? How can you even have a faith if you don't know what you believe? And when we talk about God, it's not uh, an easy subject. And Muslims and others, Seventh-day Adventists and Mormons and others come and say, Jesus Christ is not God. What are you going to say? No, no, he's God. But you need to prove it, the word of God, and let them see that the Bible says that Jesus was and is God. He was God when He was here on this earth. He was God before He came, He's God, eternal God. And the Word of God is a sword. So why why do you need a sword? We don't use swords anymore. But back in those days when Paul was writing this uh, epistle to uh, young Timothy and Galatians and other books. When he talks about sword, he's referring to a sword as a weapon. Because people used the sword as a weapon to go to war. We are in a spiritual war. And if we want to have victory, we need to know the word of God. So God has a clear command. Study the word of God. We need to read the word of God. There is a blessing that comes through the reading uh, of the word of God. Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, says very clearly here. Blessed he that readeth. And they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. Blessed is he that readeth. Do you get the uh, uh, daily blessings? How? By reading the word of God. Just read the word of God and you'll be blessed. You don't want blessings? We all need blessings. Amen? We cannot live without Blessings. You can say, oh, I can handle it. I can manage. No, no, you cannot manage. You need God's blessings every day. And Revelation chapter 1 verse 3 says that you'll get blessed if you read the word of God. I mean, you want blessings? Then read the word of God. You want to be mature, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed? Read the word of God. Study the word of God. You want to rightly divide the word of truth? Study the word of God. It's, it's too sad that when we say, hey, let's, let's meet on Sunday morning. Let's meet on Sunday evening. Let's meet on Wednesday night. The number of people that come to hear the word of God is less and less. Instead of being more and more. But when we are hungry, physically speaking, we run to the fridge or Run to the restaurant or run to the store, to the food shop and buy some food. we need food? I'm starving. And we feed ourselves. What about the spiritual hunger? Where do we run? Do we run to the word of God? Do we run to the house of the Lord? Oh it's too much, too much. One Sunday to be in the house of the Lord in the morning, both in the morning and in the afternoon, too much. For some people, yes, it's too much. (laughs) But working every day, eight to ten hours a day for the material things, for this physical body, is not too much. And we find time to do extra work. Why? Because we care for this body a lot but about our spiritual life? I was talking to a young lady. She's Muslim. She's from Afghanistan. The other day, I was telling her about God, the Creator, and about the things that you know people entangle with. And she says, "Yeah, yeah. There, I don't believe in bing bang." I said even if there was a bing bang, it should be again. And why doesn't it happen in my fridge, in my wallet? It just happened one time. And things came about from that Big Bang. There is a creator. And the creator has his plan laid out in the Bible. And this creator has his orders here. We just need to dig in. Find out what God wants from us, what God requires from us, and obey. And If we study the Word of God, if we take the Bible in, look what Paul says to the Church of Corinth in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. Ye are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. If you take the Bible in, the Bible will change you. This is... What people fear the most, they fear they will be changed and they don't want to change their habits. At the surgery where I work, people come and, you know, nurses and doctors say, would you like to quit smoking? And people say, some of them, not all of them, some say, yes, I want to quit, but I don't think I can. Others say, no, I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. They don't want to change. They enjoy what they are doing. And even if the doctors say, yes, but this will kill you one day. I don't believe that. Yeah, people say, and even on on the pack day it says that smoking kills. It's not going to happen with me. As if you are an exception. (laughs) You reap what you sow as a general law for everybody. If we take the word of God in, the word of God will change us. And we'll become what Paul says to the Corinthians here. a Well known and read epistle. And read of all men. People will look at us and see. After talking to, to this young lady in the surgery. I was talking to the other ladies there at the reception, and she says, She says about me, no, she's a man, she says, He is a man of God. He's not like that. People can see, people can read you, people can tell that you are different than the other ones. How? You have the Word of God inside, the Word of God changes you, and you are an open epistle, an open Bible. God says, study the word of God because he wants us to become open Bibles, not closed Bibles. What good a closed Bible? doesn't help anybody. But if it's open, everybody can read. You are our epistle written in our hearts, known and read of all men. That's what God wants us to be. And we can be if we read the word of God we study the word of god if we feed ourselves with the word of god at home in the house of the lord the second uh, order we find in the bible for us children of god is mark is found in mark chapter 14 verse 38 mark chapter 14 verse 38 watch ye and pray Watch e and pray. Watch and pray. Watch. I remember when I was in the army, I had to watch. We had three shifts. First, second, and third. The the worst one was the second, from two o'clock to three o'clock in the morning. I was I was there like, oh man, I'm gonna fall asleep. I was like trying to keep my eyes open. One time I was even snooze. Losing the oh, I was afraid. I was no no no, I need to be awake. <laughs> what if something happens? It wasn't wartime, but we we always had you know officers who would come and check on us. What are you doing? This is your watch, <laughs> you should be watching, you should be awake. So many times we fall asleep or we just snooze with the others, spiritually speaking. We forget about the spiritual things. We forget about Satan. Satan. We think that Satan is just a story, whereas Satan is a real person. He is our enemy. We are in a spiritual battle with Satan, and Jesus says, "I advise you to watch and pray." Now he says, "Watch and pray. Pray. We should watch." And pray. Like, like Paul says, pray without ceasing. Live a life where prayer is a part of your life, where you depend on God. Because when you pray, you show God that you depend on Him. You don't depend upon yourself, you depend on God. That's why I pray. When, when I need something from somebody go and say, Please, can you help me? That means dependence. And And I plead with that person, I say, please, please, would you help me? When I pray to God, that's what I'm doing. Please, Lord, I cannot do it by myself. I cannot manage by myself. I need you. And Jesus says, live a life where you watch and depend on God all the time. That's what Paul says, pray without ceasing. Show your dependence on God and Go to God, because when you go to God and you show him your dependence, you say, Lord, I cannot do it, but you can. I'm weak, but you are strong. I cannot do it, but you can, Lord. And that's why, Lord, please help me. Help. Help. And God is there. He's our friend. Yes, he's our father. He's our God, our creator, our general. But he's there with his love to help us. Come on in. That's why Paul says that uh, our way to heaven, to the heavenly throne, is open now. And we can go boldly to his throne. Because you know, if if we ask you will answer. Knock, and it shall be open. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Praise God for these verses in the Bible. If you know, you can act upon them. If you don't, you won't do whatever the Bible says. So watch and pray. That's what Jesus says. This is a command. And then the third command, the third order. We receive from God, I mentioned it earlier in connection with the place where we come and study the word of God in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, verse 25. Not forsaking. It's like Exodus chapter 20: do this, do this, don't do this. The Ten Commandments, it's not the 10 advices or counsels or whatever. It's the Ten Commandments. Exodus chapter 20. Here we see, not forsaking, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting as the manner of some is. The manner of some. What does it mean? Some people have this uh, uh, custom, this habit of forsaking the assembling in the house of the Lord. Some people come once in a while to the house of the Lord as if they needed God only once in a while. The truth is uh, we need God every day. Amen. We need his help every day. And his command is clear. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Without, in other words, it would be commit yourself to being faithful to church. It's a commitment. It doesn't come with salvation. When I got saved, I got my sins forgiven and everlasting life became mine. Heaven became my place. But to obey is my part. To obey God's Commandments is my part. It's what I need to do. I need to commit myself. It's not an easy thing. I need to commit myself. We commit to our jobs. We commit to our schools. I committed to my... uh, I had my dreams to go to university, to do this, to get this degree, and I did them. I was dedicated by what I was saying, why are you doing this? You study and study. Instead of spending time with me, you're spending time with your books. I said, I need to finish this course. I need to finish this course. I need this. And then after I finished that course, I started another one. She said, again, I said, yeah, I need to finish this one. <laughs> I was committed. We commit to different things in this life. To do. You know, this degree, that degree, this job, that job. But we forget to commit to the house of the Lord, to uh, uh, telling people about Jesus, uh, to uh, be a help for those who are lost and on the way to hell. It's so easy to get caught in this life with the earthly things, with the temporary things, with the material things, financial things. but. Don't forget Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And whatever is first in our life will be predominant in our character, in our conversation. Think of people that love sports. I was, yesterday, after I finished passing out tracks, I had to go. I had a job and I stopped by EE, you know. I was there. To ask about my telephone and Wi-Fi plan, and the lady from there comes to me, asking me something. So I says, "I'm Romanian." And oh, did you did you watch the football match last night? It was Romanian. I said, "No, no. I I'm not a fan. You know, don't watch football. I play once in a while, but you know, when you have Things in your life that occupy, that take the first place in your life, it will be seen because they, they will be predominant in your life and others will see it in your conversation, will see it in your character. If God is taking the first place in your life, he will be seen. And that's what God wants, actually. Actually. In your life, in my life, God wants to take the first place. And he wants to be seen through us like, like Paul said, you are an epistle, an open epistle. Amen? And you'll be seen if you come to the house of the Lord. Because you obey his commandment. Not forsaking the assembling of, our, of ourselves together as the men of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as ye see the day approaching. The day of the Lord is approaching. And the fourth order, the fourth commandment is the last year on my list. Pastor Larry mentioned it this morning in his message. It's found in John 15, verse 12. And it goes like that. Love One another. It's not an option. It's not an advice. It's not something that you can take it or reject it. The Bible says in John 15, chapter 15, verse 12, this is my commandment. Is it an advice? Is it something that it's up to me to do it? Or it's an order. It's clearly stated here. This is my commandment. That ye love one another. As I have loved you. So he says love one another. And he tells us how to do it. <laughs> like he, do it. he did it. He did it. All his life. Till the end. When he died on the cross. Giving his life for you and for me. When I meet Muslims I say. You know, Mohammed never died for you or for your sins. And they say, I never believed that, I never said that. It says, Yes, but Jesus Christ died for me and he rose again because he loved me. Our God, yes, is the creator, the king of the universe. He's my father. He loves me. He loves me. He loved me so much that while I was a sinner, yet a sinner, the Bible says, Jesus Christ, my God, died for me. And not only for me, for you too, for the whole world. And because we have this example of love, Jesus says, his commandment, for you and for me is to love one another we have the model we have the pattern love like jesus love the sacrificial love let's close our eyes and pray and bow heads let's go to the lord in prayer lord we know that you are the creator you are the king of the universe you are the commander chief and you have orders for us, but you are our Father. And all you did and all you do because you love us. You loved us so much that you gave Jesus Christ, your Son, to die on a cross for our sins. And Lord, help us to obey your commandments. You mean good. When you have commandments for us. You want us to study. Help us to study. Help us to understand why we need your word of God. Help us to uh, watch and pray. Stay connected with you every day. Depend on you every day. Help us to be faithful to the house of God. And help us to influence others. The other Christians we know. They come here once in a while. Help us to influence them. Help us to invite them and show them that there is joy. There is comfort, encouragement that comes from coming to our assembly here. And, Lord, help us to love each other the way you loved us, the way you love us, you continue to love us. Touch every heart. Touch my heart, Lord. Change us through your word this evening. Help us to be more and more like you. Lord, we have a new week ahead of us. Help us to be good examples. Help us to be bright shining lights. Help us to be open Bibles, open epistles, Others to see you in us, to read about you in us. Give us the strength, Lord. Give us the grace we need. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.